0: Hello, and welcome to Furlough, defining moments worth talking about. As always, I'm your host, Leonard Cochran, and we've got Steve Otterstrom with us today. And we also have a guest we'll get to in just a moment. And so, Steve, here it is. Uh, This is for us uh, the day after the 4th of July weekend. And I think I have heard more fireworks this year than I ever have in the history of me being alive. Uh, did you guys have uh, a lot of not No, these weren't public fireworks. These were personal fireworks. I don't even know if they're legal in Utah. How did it go in your neighborhood? Oh,
1: my goodness. We, we we were like a war zone. We, for Although all the public um, firework displays were canceled, yes. um, you had to go no further than just step out your front door and you could see just as many explosions as the heart could. Desire, and my heart desires many explosions. Usually, so it was it, very satisfying forth from that perspective. But that's not the the most interesting thing that happened this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think the most interesting thing that happened this weekend is was your birthday, right? Did, didn't you well, uh, get a little older this weekend?
0: I don't know that that was interesting, <laughs> but yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I, I as a child, I always jo- joked about it being the big fifth. Fifth of July weekend because my birthday falls on the fifth, and uh, my siblings could never understand why we always got to be on vacation on my birthday and not theirs. But I, I think I think they get it now that we're a little bit older. But yes, I, I, I did indeed turn a year older.
1: And did so. you do anything fun for it, or is are we still um, not being able to get out? Did that stifle your? Yeah,
0: I think age stifled me doing anything. <laughs> it, it, you know, you you reach a point; it's just not quite as exciting as as what it was when you were a child. And uh, but I I had a very pleasant day, but yeah, did did not really do anything too terribly exciting. Uh, just just in, enjoyed myself and had a little cake, I guess. So, how about you? Anything else exciting happened for you this past week? That's about it in my book. I think that's that's about it. And I'm excited to uh,
1: hear from our um, special guest. So uh, uh, I'll I'll stop talking so we can give her a little more time.
0: All right, excellent. Well, I do want to go ahead and introduce our guest. So we have with us today, Rene McClay, and a little bit about her, and then we'll jump into talking to her. And I know you'll enjoy listening to her. Renee is a passionate traveler, and she loves to travel both locally and globally. And she is in learning and training, and she's facilitated classroom training as well as virtual training in six different continents. And so she is a person that works virtually. She currently serves as a learning project manager for Cavio Learning. And in the past, she's built and managed learning functions for companies like Kraft and some others. Rini has authored several books, including The Art of Modern Sales Management, 10 Steps to Successful Teams, and more. She's also an in International Business and Stevie Awards for women recipients. So Renee, thank you for joining us on our program today.
2: Thank you, Leonard. Happy belated birthday. Hi, Steve.
0: All right, thank you. Well, so Rini, we invited you on the show. You and I were talking a little while back, and you had shared you've gone through a situation that some of us currently can relate to, Steve in particular, because Steve just, just a couple of weeks ago found out he lost his job, and so in the past, you were sharing with me that you had lost your job and it was obviously a setback for you. And then you had to work through some things and overcome that. Share a little bit about, first of all, the the experience of losing your job and and just kind of jump in there and give us a little bit about uh, the situation that you were in at the time and share with us whatever you're comfortable with sharing.
2: Yeah, sure, I'm happy to. Um, so I've been in, uh, started out in training and development and you know, which morphed into learning and development and I've been doing it a long time. So over 20 years. And so during that, <laughs> most people who have been doing it that long have, uh, experienced layoff either themselves or their team. So, um, so I had, I had another one, uh, at that point. And it happened. Um, it happened the same week, actually, that I turned fifty, uh, and uh, and my divorce was final. And so, uh, within a ten-day period, all of those things happened. So it was—I'll uh, say it was a little intense. It was—it <laughs> was a little stressful. And uh, I remember because I had—I had been in layoffs before, so you know, you kind of when you ha- when you've only had one then it's giant when you've had multiple then you get you kind of know more you know what i mean yeah. you go into it a little a little stabier mm-hmm. a little a little more educated you i think you have a chance to get over the upset maybe a little sooner Sure. Um, this particular layoff was um, interesting because of that because it was it was kind of tied together with a you know a life milestone and another upsetting event in my life so so 50 years old lost my job divorce final this time I found myself looking up you know like looking to the heavens and saying like what yeah. y- you know like what do I what do I need to be paying attention to and um, and I got this message that said orchestrate your life and I don't actually get messages I'm like not the message girl you know what I mean and so <laughs> I just really I paid attention it- I just paid attention and, um, you know, I just tried to, I paid attention and I tried to stay open to, uh, where, what should be happening next? What should I be doing next? Where should I be focusing my attention next? So that was, uh, I guess that was the last layoff, um, that I experienced.
0: And Rini, I I would guess with, all those milestones. (laughs) I don't know that I'd like to call them milestones, but they are. Uh, You know, one might call that a perfect storm with all that happening at one time. It it probably took you a while. I know you said you you heard a message or got a message kind of a thing there, but I'd I'd imagine that took a bit of a pause before that happened, didn't it? Or was that something you just kind of fell into pretty easily to... to, uh, recognize you, you need to just kind of reshuffle some things and look at things. Um,
2: no, it, no, it was, it was immediate. It was a clear kind of, it was a clear orchestrate your life. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I needed, so I, I paid, it. I paid it, I paid immediate attention mm-hmm. um, and you know, to kind of what things were going to be happening next and because there becomes a lot on your plate. So um, my divorce is final. I'm the, now, you know, I'm the sole breadwinner in that household. And I was, my ex moved to a different state. So I'm the only in-state parent. So then you got the whole, you've got the head of the household responsibilities. You've got the kid, you know, I mean, the kids go through the divorce as well. So I needed to be present there. just for a, you know, for a transition and, you know, kind of creating what is normal look like, you know, like what's the new, what's this new normal gonna be for him. Um, and so I actually am not, um, I, I'm a doer, I, I need to jump in. Uh, I don't kind of hang around and spend a lot of time pondering, I'm best just don't you know just getting in there so that's what i did <laughs> so that's what i did mm. so i just kind of immediately started looking for work and um you know it wasn't it wasn't expected it, it wasn't expected but it wasn't unexpected just because when you're in that industry every time the the economy takes a turn you know what i mean or a competitive situation arises Often L and D and IT are two hits, and that's what happened in that layoff. What that it was both of those, um, and so you kind of have a rhythm, and you know what to do. You know, you get good at you get good at, you get good at job searching. Uh, you know exactly where to start. You're not overwhelmed by where do I start. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah.
3: you know exactly
2: you know exactly where to start. So. Yeah. Um, so I just started. So I just started. I started interviewing, and actually, it was a good time to be interviewing. There were tons. I had tons of interviews, but I, I what I found was the job. Uh, the job postings were wanting people with five years of um, L and D experience, mm-hmm. and I had twenty. And yes. so you know how that you know how that plays out. So uh, probably anybody listening has a sense of how that's you know, gonna play out. And so what I found was I was always in the final two or three candidates. And then I wasn't, um, I wasn't getting the offer. So mm-hmm. I was exploring why. And uh, one I think is you know, just the, the investment, just the financial investment in somebody ha- ha- that has five years of experience versus somebody you know, who's had a lot of jobs. In it, but another piece that I was noticing was the candidates had Matt had uh, degrees in related topics, and when I started in training and development, we did there were there weren't degrees at least they weren't in cities that I lived in they weren't anything that I knew about, so I learned how to do it by doing instructional design uh, many times and by facilitating many times and by getting certificates and you know going to workshops and kind of learning the craft but there wasn't a degree tied do it so i um i just started exploring that like my degrees in marketing I had a whole list of I used to get a certificate some kind of a certificate course every year I, i've invested in my credentials but it didn't like didn't add up to a master's degree yeah. so um so then I started exploring that.
3: Hmm.
0: So you, so you did have a bachelor's degree at the time and and pursued the master. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I had a bachelor's in marketing. Yeah. Gotcha. So then I pursued, yeah. So then I, so then I explored it and um, so then I decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I was 50, I'm going to be working a long time. You know what I mean? Odds are I'm going to be working a long time. And so- it's not. I think people sometimes have the perception it's not going to pay off or whatever, and I just didn't pay attention to that. I said, like, <laughs> I just said, I can make it pay off. And yeah. so, um, so then the decision actually was, because you're aware of this as well. The decision was, do I want the CPLP? It's, it's, yeah, that that title has changed, but do, at the time it was a CPLP, or do I want a master's degree? So I decided on the master's. And,
0: um, yeah, and for, for our audience, let's let's unpack CPLP for just a moment. So, yeah, so yeah. that yeah, so that's a certification from the uh, <laughs> they've changed names as well, but Association of Talent Development, ATD, and it, at that point in time, it was CPLP certified professional in learning and performance. And uh, talk talk a little bit about that rigor, if you would and what your experience was to pursue that certification. Did you, did you pursue that yeah. right, um, at that point? Or did you lean more towards the education side of things?
2: Yeah, I decided to get the masters. And okay. so, um, so I did that and I found, I found, um, I found a degree that just fit very, very well into my life. And so uh, because of what was happening in the job industry, I decided to do contracting. And so the, I found a degree that fit well into that life, and, um, and I got it in a little over a year. I'm better, again, I'm better at immersion. I, I, like I, for me to take a class on Tuesday and Thursday for like the next seven years or something to take a class at a time, I just, I'm not that good. Mm. I, I'm kind of a rip the band-aid fast girl. You know, like I, um, I just don't want. To, I'm be, I'm better at that than like, like sacrificing pe- pe- pieces of my life for like seven years, you know, to get to get, or like four years or something to get it slowly. So I just dove in and, and got it. And and there's a, there's more degrees now that let you um, do kind of independent study. Uh, as course credit and so that's the degree that that was my degree it was very friendly to that so I was able to like during the semester work so I would take the class in a semester that was on Saturdays and then during this the semester breaks I was able to like kick out a whole nother class or two Um, winter break I did like four independent study things so that was like four classes in a month so I like I'm just better you know, kind of work better at bet. that, so I got that in a year, and then I said, You ask about the CPLP, so then I said, Okay, now I'm already spending Friday nights and Sundays, you know, like I'm kind of in that groove, maybe I'll just go ahead and get the CPLP, <laughs> yeah. So, so I did, so I did. Um, so I did. So then you, you ask about that, I, I, you know, I explored it, I had friends that hit that were in that business and we're getting it. So I was savvy about it. And then of course, some of the things I learned in my master's was applicable to sure. the CPLP. So okay. um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I ended up getting that one as well. Hmm.
1: That's okay. a long road, right? I mean, <laughs> I think for many of us that are like, cause I listen to this and I'm in a, in a, in a similar situation. Um, crossroads, and I, I don't think I'm unique either. Is uh, listening to this, and I think when when um, when the layoff first hit, which I mean, I'm thinking a, a week ago, but I, I I think several of us thought that this was coming, and so I kind of feel like I've been dealing with it longer than that. It was like, well, I'm just go out and get another job, and and discovering that that's really not um, where a couple of years ago that was kind of a simple perspective. You, could have just gone. Oh, well, I'll go to another company, or especially in hospitality, we just move from <laughs> one brand to another. Which is not like we hadn't been doing that for the last, you know, fifteen years. But um, definitely discovering that uh, for many of us, that when we when we get that news, we might have a long road <laughs> ahead of us. Even even though you did it really quickly, and that's amazing it sounds like i i mean how how long a path was this was it maybe two years before you landed back you know making money again or
2: well no i i did contracting so Mm -hmm. i was making money the whole time i was working more than full time all the time it's a very good question um it's a very good question yeah i um Yeah, I was often working 60 hour weeks and going to school and, you know, attending the four o'clock volleyball games and uh, (laughs) of my son and, you know, like it was, um, it was an adrenaline. It was actually an adrenaline kind of a, particularly a year, but then probably as I got my CPOP, it ended a bit, but that wasn't full time. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty goal oriented. And I'm, and I'm pretty, I've got, a—I guess I've got kind of a good, pretty good capacity for that. So I just, um, yeah, I was making money. And mm-hmm. I was studying. And I was parenting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign up for that again in the future. But it worked <laughs> it, then. It, 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 it worked needed to, time. I needed to you know i yeah. needed to i mean i really I genuine i felt like i needed to for um for to sustain to sustain in, in my career um you know you could you you're there's a job that's going to manage for example do a global training program one of the job openings was putting together a global orientation program for a large company global lots of different you know, lots of different things. And so I've done the, I've done projects similar to that for fortune 500 companies. And so, and they're, you know, and then they're looking at people that have, you know, have been in the industry five years. So what does that mean? They've probably facilitated for a couple of years. They've maybe Mm. done some ID, you know what I mean? They've got a degree, they've got a degree, but um, they hired that young person to do to take that to take on that role and and that was only one of the projects there were multiple projects and i i left i remember hanging up the phone and saying good luck with that yeah (laughs) because i think you know when you think about how much money a company would invest in creating the on you know that online program and all of the complexities about it. Where is it going to host, and how are you going to get the word out? And oh, there's a lot. There's a lot to it, and so somebody that's never done it before, that hasn't managed large projects before, is all of a sudden just going to do that. Like okay, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> go for it.
1: Well, and I think that it, that is definitely one of the the frustrating things. Um, is when, when your experience, even like this morning, I was looking at, at some, some job opportunities about halfway through filling out the application and I saw what they were paying for it. And I (laughs) X'd it out and I thought, my goodness, for everything they're asking, you know, are we, am I really now at that point that, (laughs) that that's not valued at that, you know, at that degree. And, um, and I, I certainly um, have heard, uh, you know, the phrase beggars can't be choosers. So sometimes you feel like maybe in that moment you have to settle. But what I find really kind of inspiring about your story is really going back to that um, original concept of orchestrate your life, you know? Um, And I think of an orchestra when you say that, I think of a lot of different moving parts having to come together to create some sort of harmony and, And as you described, what happened over you know that year? You were going to school, you were working, you uh, were hopefully trying to sleep every once in a while, or maybe just sometimes your body gave out, and and you found yourself asleep. (laughs) But but there were multiple complex parts, and even just the 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 concept of you know you're you're a parent, and you're going through the um, emotions of a divorce all of those things, every single one of those is its own instrument playing its own tune. And somehow you're mm-hmm. trying to make it have some sort of harmony. And, and I guess if, if for lack of a better question, how did you do it? <laughs> I know you had to do it, but, but how? What would be, what would be your um, first step for for yourself you go, you went back in time you're in a time machine <laughs> you went back and you see yourself what what is the first step you would you would you would give your or first piece of advice you would give yourself in that situation
2: uh, love the question so uh, first of all i would go if it if if I were back there again, I would do exactly the same thing. I have to tell you, I would do the exact same thing. I'm extremely goal-oriented. I have this DNA that some people would say is faulty. You know what I mean? Like, I I can do it. I can. <laughs> I, I think
0: others of us not, have it, too, for always, different reasons. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. So, um, I would do exactly the same thing. The advice I, in that, I would. Plan what I thought I needed to do based on the based on all the information I had I would just plan on what's the best path and I would dive into that path with everything I got and um, and I would again I would take advantage of everybody else in the world is celebrating a holiday and I'm diving into this thing you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I um, but I would do I would have a different sense of self-care I think
3: mm-hmm.
2: I would i think i could still accomplish all of the same things but i think i would find time to grab like a national geographic and take a bubble bath you know what i mean i i would because i did carve out the time for my son i you know that's that was important and and it was also fulfilling um you know i didn't have i didn't not have any fun for a year that wasn't it at all we did cool things like we would go camping and you know we would do the things and and my son made it was two it was 12 made a comment one time about my mom who works all of the hours in the day and um that was true he would be up until you know 11 o'clock doing homework i was up until 11 o'clock doing homework of course when i'm on the computer he doesn't know if i'm working or if i'm doing homework right Mm -hmm. but all he knew was kind of looks it kind of looks like mom's working all the time but i carved out the time for the volleyball games and that was important and i carved out the time for the volleyball tournaments you know what i mean all Mm -hmm. day saturdays like that was important Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so that there is self care there, but also I think a different level of um, just like a check in, you know, like, how you doing just a self check in. I think that I think there would have been value in a little bit more of that because yeah. I had all the other pieces. I had the skills. I had the skills to do what I needed. I had a network of fabulous friends and family who could not have been more supportive. I had a, I had a sane, like the divorce was sane. Like it wasn't a right, it wasn't going well. We needed to split, but it wasn't terrible. He wasn't an ogre, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so a whole, and my son is, yeah. is a pretty adaptable guy. And so he, he had his moments, but he, he, you know, like there was a whole things, it wasn't the worst time. It wasn't yeah. actually the worst time of my life. So, um, but it was demanding. And, but it's also really fulfilling when you've got those boxes and you're checking off those boxes. You know, like yeah. I just did, like, uh, I just did, I just accomplished a class. I just made another A in my class. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and now I just made another A in my class and checking it off. Like, okay, I've, I go, I've, completed
0: that, I go to the next thing. And Rini, um, I've been through, oddly enough, somewhat of a similar situation as you. Uh, I don't even know that you're aware of that. Um, so I, I had lost my job. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't the same age. I was in my mid-30s, lost my job. And at that point, I chose to change careers. And so I deliberately took unemployment. I was a displaced worker because the company had sold. And so there was a program, a federal program at the time that allowed me to go back to school. And so I I was going to school and in time I was working full time and still going to school. And uh, so I was away from the house. I did the math one time, (laughs) don't know why, (laughs) but out of a seven day week, I averaged being away from home 13 hours a day. And of course I wasn't at school and working also. So that being said, I, I know you had to have kind of a, lack of better words, you had kind of a hellacious <laughs> schedule to do that. You you had to, even though you were divorced, you had to have some kind of support structure or some kind of uh, fallback. Because I know for myself, uh, i w- I was not divorced. I had my wife there to help at the time our our children were young, and I don't know the age your child was. your son was, but our children were young, and so my wife was at home feeling very much like a single mom while I was on the road in the class or working. What are those three things for? just like you said, your son talked about you for waking hours. That's where I was. Right. So talk right. talk a little bit about what support structure you had or how, uh, you know, cause, uh, and maybe that your son was old enough. It was, um, you know, he wasn't maybe in his formative years, but still that's important for a child. So talk to that just a little,
2: if you would. Yeah, I had a, he was 12 and, yeah. um, the time of the divorce, he was 12, and so we we had a, we just, I mean, I had friends. My support structure was I had friends, I had great neighbors. I intentionally decided to stay in the house after the divorce because it was two blocks from the high school, Mm. and so Nick could be very independent, right, and get where he needed to get to and from school. No, pretty much no matter what although you know i was working from home a lot and i was you know studying from school at home a lot and so it wasn't an issue of you know getting him places but um but my family was very loving uh actually my my ex went through um addiction training and so we went through that with him and his family his family was very supportive. And so I had any place if I was ever in trouble, I had so many places to go. Um, Mm. And so the support network was the support network was awesome. But also it wasn't a terrible it, you know, that a divorce is a terrible thing to go through. But in general, in life, you know, you get back on your path and you kind of get back, you know, you kind of find your new normal, just like my kid is the kind of, he had to find his new normal. Um, it wasn't bad, you know, like I started a consulting practice and I was busy. And, you know, I, I actually had a work support because I had had some, some board positions you know, so I knew some people in the industry outside of my companies that I worked for. And I think that probably, Stephen, that would probably be another piece of advice is that if you, um, you know, like get before you need it, get a network before you need it. So yeah. those, it was a, it was the ATD, it was the Chicago chapter of ATD. And so several board positions there. So people already, people had a sense of my work ethic and my role reliability and you know managing a program and you know that kind of stuff so it's not just you know somebody because you you, you you've had coffee with them or because you have you know you're clicking on LinkedIn with them or something you they know you they kind of know you they know your values they know they know you good you do good work so I think that is important as well I had I had support kind of everywhere I had professional support yeah. personal support um, spiritual support. I dove into, it was a, I was not being nourished with my, my current church situation. I I kind of dove into, I need to find a place, you know, that I fit and am nourished at. I found that. So all of a sudden I had, um, I had all the support I could ask for actually.
0: Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: It is interesting just how often, you know, we, we, because, and, and of course, listening to your um, story, I have kind of this sense of wow—that's a, a, an intense uh, personal achievement uh, that you that you had. On the same note, what I love is that I'm hearing that this was also a group achievement that Absolutely. you must have had a lot of people really rooting for you and and uh, wanting nothing more than your success. And and it sounds like even. Um, from your son who's in high school, you know, and sometimes a teenager is not necessarily the best support network, but it sounds like in this circumstance that he understood, you know, that he needed to take care of himself to help take care of you in certain circumstances at certain times. And you understood that you had to make um, shifts at times when I'm sure you needed the study time rather than going to a volleyball tournament, (laughs) you know, that there there was a constant give and take and, and as you, it sounds like we're leaning on your support network, you are also providing support at the same time is, is how I'm kind of hearing this story as well, which I think makes it all the more remarkable. So I kind of wrote out what
3: yeah.
1: I, oh, please go ahead.
2: Um no I was just going to say that that my son w- actually was blessed. I don't know if he would have he probably w- wouldn't have realized it at the time but he was in boy scouts and um and then he was in a youth group at our new church and and I think those were important for him as well from a support mm-hmm. standpoint. He um mm. he found out that there was somebody else in his boy scout troop who had whose parents had been divorced and So the boys were talking about it and, you know, and the guy, and this was an older guy. So Nick's 12, the guy's like 16. And he goes, you know, he kind of shrugged his Mm shoulders. Yeah, my parents got a divorce. It's no big deal. Nick said, it's a big deal. And he said, yeah, okay. So, and this guy, this guy was actually very, very valuable. I felt like he was a huge, huge Mm -hmm. gift for this time Mm -hmm. because he said, um, he goes, it's a big deal now. He says, it really is a big deal. But he goes, it's not going to take that long and you're going to find your new normal and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I, oh, what a gift. Mm. What a gift. Um, I mean, that's not exactly what we're here to talk about today, but oh, it no, just that's... popped into my head. It was, and the fact that he told me, the fact that that Nick told me, like came home after the weekend, you know, this is what Joey mm-hmm. said. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the support, so support everywhere. It's important. Yeah. It's important to all of us.
0: Well, and I know while you're going through all of that, um, I mean, <laughs> you your you uh, orchestration is a great illustration, but to me, I just see juggling these balls and dropping them, you know, <laughs> is yeah. what it would feel like, but you know, somehow you miraculously make it through those times. And, uh, but, I think that that term, finding your new normal, really becomes a sense of peace as well. I mean, uh, oh. if, if when I went through my situation and certainly it differs from yours, as I already said, um, but there was a longing a desire to know that, yeah, this was going to pay off and there was, you know, something in the future that would make this investment worthwhile and that you know, all of the plates that I was juggling weren't going to fall and break, and so I'm, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine they had to have similar sensation as you were going through that as well. It's,
2: yeah, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good observation. Um, but I, it's a kind of important that I not. This was a great time of my life. Like this mm-hmm. was actually, I was proactively filling in perceived gap and investing in myself and making a living and you know so it was a great it was a great time like you just get to see like how much you can do you know what i mean yeah um,
0: yeah you find out what bit, you're cap- capable of
2: yeah Yeah, it was intense, but not terrible. I guess that's how I would say it. It was intense, but it was intense, but not terrible. There was lots of lovely things happening along the way. Um, You know, watching watching high school volleyball actually rocks. It's really (laughs) awesome, (laughs) you know, like it wasn't, you know, like there was a lot of great things happening. So um, it wasn't terrible, it wasn't terrible.
1: Well, I feel like the times that have always been the most difficult for me are the times when I felt like I haven't had control over the circumstances. And I think maybe what made this um, a great time for you was perhaps the possibility that you were controlling your circumstances. You, you, there, there wasn't this life is out of control, even though there were a lot of things happening in your life that weren't entirely in your control. Would that be fair to say?
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because you're, you're trying for jobs, you're submitting for jobs that you don't know if you're going to get many times, many times the mortgage is going to be due and you're going, holy crap, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, many times, but there was a there was a faith strengthening piece there. Mm -hmm. I never missed a mortgage payment, you know, but again and again I was close, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, again yeah. and again. And my savings had been because of the because of the addiction piece. My ex was a functional addict and there was a financial mm-hmm. piece there. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of savings were gone. <laughs> yeah. And so I re- yeah. I needed to rely on my you know without you know getting into your 401k 10 years or late mm-hmm. you know i needed to rely for my cash flow i needed to rely on income and it always showed up mm. yeah. and, and again i think there's that spiritual piece to like orchestrate your life like it yeah. always showed up so um but you didn't know i didn't know
1: well, and I, 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 go back again to that word, orchestrate your life. And I think there's just so much to take out of it from the perspective too, that orchestrate doesn't mean play every role in the orchestra either. Mm. You know, I, that really the key is that you get the right players doing the right thing so that it can all come together. And, and that's what I'm hearing was really happening uh, with you. And, and, and it's interesting as you've mentioned a couple of times that, that it, kind of was a faith builder or a faith experience for you uh, uh, would you mind building that out a little bit for us you know um, what role did that play in your in your experience uh
2: good question it played a very important role in the healing
3: mm-hmm.
2: so the healing from the job loss the healing from the um, work separation, I guess, you know, the work, the healing from yeah. the layoff, the the healing from the divorce. Um, it was it played a big role there. And then also um, I don't know how de- how detailed we want to get into for, with faith, but just making decisions prayerfully, um, yeah. it would change things. And I think previously in my life I had a strong faith. And I do, I've always had a strong faith. Um, but I've never needed to rely on God financially. Mm. And um, I kind of said, like, I got this part. You know what I mean? I got this part. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have that part. now. I didn't have that part.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
2: there was a whole different reliance. There was just a whole different there was a whole different reliance and a whole different spiritual relationship. And uh, that changed my life forever. And that I believe changed probably my son because we, we kind of went through that together, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it probably impacted both of our, our lives of faith ongoing.
1: And I wonder if in some ways that really kind of helped keep the, stress to that tolerable level, you know, because if you pay the mortgage in January and you think, all right, we did it in January, but I, I haven't, I, I, see no way for how we're going to pay it in February. Um, that, that's, that's going to weigh on you the entire time. And if you have that ability to put faith in something that says, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, uh, something's going to make it happen you know and again goes back to that orchestrate i don't know how they're going to play that piece (laughs) how that how that violinist is going to get that refrain correctly but i'm just gonna i'm just going to orchestrate and and be certain that it it will
2: happen right So, so your comment about about you're not the orchestra you're not playing every role is really interesting because what what ended up happening is really important. People showed up in my life at exactly the right time. So, for example, I landed a project it was my first five-digit project as a consultant, as a contractor, and um, it was awesome. And I'll be darned if um, if the person, you know, the the the, con- the contracting company that did it. Um, he said to me, you know, I've got an established business and you are just starting yours. So he said, I'm going to, why don't you just invoice for your fees up front and then just work against that. Wow. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) Like because oftentimes what happens is the opposite is you know you a company pays you 60 days later so you're on a project for 60 days you know you're getting paid for Mm -hmm. everything 30 to 60 days in arrears like that's a that's a really big challenge that nobody's expecting by the way very Mm -hmm. few people are expecting that and so um several things like that would happen that you know magically happen
3: you know what I mean?
2: Like faithfully, just faithfully happen. They would just happen at that, you know, at that, at that, at the right time. So it was very. It would have been a whole different experience without it. I can tell you that without faith.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rini, I'm curious. Um, now, having been through that, if we if if we could just for a moment fast forward to today. So having that experience, uh, to me, it sounds as though it may well have fortified some areas in your life and and built strength rather than destroyed, which it feels like destruction at the time or early into it. Um, Can you kind of talk to strength that you've gained through the situation or how it's impacted you today?
2: Yes, I would love to. Um, The interesting thing about that about kind of that whole piece of losing the job the divorce um i wouldn't if i had a chance to go back and replay that so that it didn't happen i wouldn't do it i wouldn't replay it um it was it was important it was an important thing that i was supposed to go through and so um and a lot of times, you know, people say, like, I wish I could just take the clock back and, like, make a different path. Yeah. I wouldn't have made, I wouldn't choose the different path. I will choose that exact path. And um, because the learnings are crazy. The learnings about, the learnings that you go through with the divorce about boundaries and about speaking up and about communication and about getting over, you know, like, figuring things out figuring out salute. There's so, there's so many things. And so, and the same thing with a job loss, like, um, you know, just the learnings about how to, you know, how to look for work and how to successfully, you know, the same thing, communicating and, and planning and, and good up and having a, you know, having what you need. Um, I wouldn't change anything, you know, they, those lessons still live with me today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's rich. That's rich stuff, Rainy. Good stuff.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I got married Thanksgiving weekend. So, you know, people can't see me. I'm 60 ish. You know, I got married. I, I got married uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And, um, you know, what is that? Six ish months ago. And, um, life is love life is awesome yeah it's <laughs> really awesome yeah you know like fun yeah. is on, on his path um like life is really life is good and we've learned a lot from lessons so think so other things keep popping into my brain so imagine a teenager headed into, co- imagine a teenager headed into high school and college, who has been through kind of the family program of addiction training with his father.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's amazing. Like he, you know, because kids get in trouble, varying degrees of trouble in college, It in particular, um, it can happen, but he had, he had such a sense of what addiction is, and what it looked like, and when something starts messing you know kind of my, like like the triggers and so he would look at his he would look at his fellow students and he would recognize like i think they might be in trouble and then he has his he could look he could recognize for himself if something could be leading to trouble so that's a heck of a life lesson we all want to sign up for that it was hard earned but- Oh, hard-earned, but what a lesson!
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think what I'd love to to kind of find out now. I mean, because we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about the <laughs> your journey through um, what uh, you've described as both difficult and rewarding, but I think every single one of us would see as as also just ex- extremely hard. You know, a marathon that you ran for um, a, a year and a half. And so I want to hear a little more about the finish line. Um, what was that finish line? When? What was, was it when you got a new job? What was it when you graduated with your degree? Was it maybe a combination of all those? Was it just getting, you know, getting married and thanks? you know, around Thanksgiving? Um, or are you still, are you still running towards it?
2: So that's kind of an awesome thing to think about. Um, I you know, maybe the finish line is, is doing things like this. You know what I mean? Maybe the finish line is, is talking about lessons that maybe somebody else can learn from, you know? So, you know, um, sharing, you know, kind of sharing the love and um, listening, and me actually reflecting on, look at this path, look at this journey. Yeah. I need to remember to be grateful for this. Maybe, I, maybe that's the maybe the finish line continues in the future because, because of all the job searches I went through, I think I'm in pretty good shape to talk to people who are furloughed or who have lost their job yeah. or both, um, a combination somewhere there about you know what to do.
1: And, and definitely, I think for me, at, and I know we're, we're getting close to our, our time, I've, I've got a list of different things I've kind of written down as we've gone through. And I think the, the first thing that it struck me that, that you talked about, and this might be something that would help any of us in a similar situation, is that we should start by taking inventory, recognizing what we have, and, then, uh, and, and, and you did that with looking at these are the things I can do. You know, you were able to go to school. <laughs> you had the um, uh, intellectual ability to do that at that point in your life. Um, you were able to uh, work with independent contracts and you took that inventory and you, then you applied it. You know, you made a plan. And, and and we've talked about this quite a bit and it's something that many of our guests have spoken to is building a schedule or making a plan Is one of the ways that you can take control of a situation that seems to be outside of your control quite often you also mentioned making sure to that to practice that self-care and maybe that was the one thing that you would have done different is is bringing that self-care in (laughs) bubble bath and a national geographic um, or maybe just the bubble bath (laughs) it might have been enough Uh, i know when i was going to school i didn't want to read anymore after i (laughs) it got done. And then, um, a huge emphasis on, on community and building a network. And, uh, that's something I think that Leonard and I have heard from almost uh, maybe all of our, of our guests is that you have to have a community. And I am certain that there are some people listening who maybe don't. And and in fact, we we've had, guests on here that are in all kinds of unique circumstances. You know, one who actually um, is not living in in uh, her home country and um, her fiance and family and everyone were in different places. And she talked about how to lean on a community when you have to do it all through virtual means, <laughs> you know. Um, but no matter what, that community element comes back over and over and over. And even last week we talked about spirituality. Um, I think that was one of the key elements that we came away with is that it's very difficult to have spirituality without having a community. And so, um, anyways, those are, those are some of the key takeaways that I, I got from this. Are so there some things that, that maybe I've missed or that you'd want to add to that list of, of potential takeaways? Uh,
2: I guess if I, if I think about how I would, you know, what I would want to say to people who are furloughed. Right. Or what do I, what would I want to say to people who are looking, looking for work? Um, I would say pay attention to your physical health and your fitness. Uh, that's those stress areas for me is a really easy time to put on 10 pounds and that's not going to help anything. <laughs> and so <laughs> I would also say, pay attention to your mental health, right? Like look for signs and signals that say, you know, I need some, you know, I need to pay attention, I need some self care. And then, and then I would say, is there anything you can do to kind of prep um, for your next job or um, is there anything you need to learn, you know, it, to conduct a good job search? I would be prepared to answer the question in an interview, uh, how did you spend your time early? Mm-hmm. Because if I was interviewing for a position, I would be asking that. And so is there, is there, is it a time for some self-development? Is it a time for volunteering? You know, like my volunteer roles are, I can't do anymore because they, there's no way to social distance them, but I found others. I found other places that I could, that I could volunteer and help. And so, um, you know, I would say, pay attention to that. And then something that you said earlier, Stephen, I would apply for jobs you're overqualified for and I would apply for jobs that are underpaid for what you are expecting because you never know where it's going to go.
3: You, mm-hmm. you never
2: know if somebody's mm-hmm. going to look at that. You want to get in, right? You just want to get into their system.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so they may look at you and say, you're, you know, you're probably overqualified you don't know if maybe for the right candidate, it would pay more. And you also don't know if they have a different job that they Mm -hmm. haven't posted yet. Um, So I think that just that kind of perspective of, um, you know, when you're applying, when you're applying for work um, is good.
1: Fantastic. And Leonard, did you have anything you wanted to add as well or?
0: Yeah, now, uh, Rini, I, I think that's great advice and uh, so, so good to hear a little more in depth about your journey. I know I I knew some of this coming in, uh, but really, really appreciate you sharing to the depth that you did with us. And I know that means a lot to our listeners. Um, we, we don't necessarily have the world's biggest audience, but we do have some faithful listeners and I know they appreciate that. So th- just just thank you so much for sharing, Rene.
2: it's
0: my pleasure well with that as steve pointed out it is time for us to begin to wrap up so steve i've I've, at this point i think we've we've covered ground and it's just some rich content there you've did a great job recapping some of those things and uh, we'll, we'll stick with that theme of orchestrating your life. I like that very much. And to our listening audience, of course, always feel free to reach out to us if you want to just provide comment, commentary, or question, or if you have something you'd like to talk about, you can reach us at furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. It's furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. Steve and I would love to hear from you. We've gotten some great feedback from you and appreciate you messaging us the way you have, and certainly feel free to use that mailbox as well. And as always, we are sponsored by Upwards Unlimited. They are upwards, W-O-R-D-S unlimited.com, and they will help your business improve your conversations, connections, collaboration, and community. And with that, we will say goodbye. Thanks, everyone.